Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T. Good day, my bed crimers. I hope you guys are all doing really well. To anyone new, a very warm welcome. Thank you for checking me out. If after listening to this video or watching it, you find you enjoyed it or learned something, please do me a favor, hit the like button. It really helps me so much. And also consider subscribing. Now let's get started. We now have a potential place of crossed paths between suspect Brian Koberger and some of the female victims of the horrid case out of Moscow, Idaho. A former employee of the Mad Greek restaurant told People magazine that on at least two occasions, Koberger dined at the restaurant where victims Maddie Mogan and Zana Kornado worked as servers. Could that have been where Koberger, who follows a strict vegan diet, first laid eyes on some of the beautiful young women who lived at the house on King Road? Although the former employee was unable to say whether or not Maddie or Zana waited on Koberger, this could be the connection, the crossroads, if you will, that put the victims in the path of the alleged perpetrator. Koberger is innocent until proven guilty, by the way. However, because the police believe he's the perpetrator, I will talk about him in that light. Did Koberger look at the girls' name tags? Or did he hear them say their names aloud to other customers? Zana has an unusual name. Could Koberger have used it to track her down? Is that how he found Zana, Maddie, and their friend Kaylee Gonsalves on Instagram and began following them. We know that he started direct messaging one of the female victims two weeks before the crime. The unknown source, said to be close to the investigators, said that Koberger repeatedly and persistently messaged this girl, and she never responded and may not have even seen the messages. Could her failure to respond to him have been the match that finally lit the fuse to the rage bomb that had been growing inside Koberger for years. Did Koberger view her failure to reply to him as another painful rejection? Starting to direct message a girl two weeks prior to allegedly committing this brutal crime where that female was done in, that has to be part of the puzzle. It may explain why he suddenly decided that November 13 was the day to commit the crime he had been planning. We still don't know why the perpetrator acted out on November 13th. Koberger could not have known that Kaylee, who had already moved out of the house on King Road, would be back there sleeping on Friday and Saturday night. According to Kaylee's family, that was a last-minute decision. Maybe Kaylee wasn't the girl who was on Koberger's radar. Maybe it really was Maddie or Zana or both of them. The former employee of the Mad Greek said Koberger asked questions about how the pizza was prepared to ensure it had not been in contact with meat products. It's also been said that Koberger only eats 
one meal a day, likely to reap the rewards of intermittent fasting. We heard psychologist Dr. Gary Brucato say before that Koberger was a known entity in this case, at least publicly, that the person who committed the quadruple crime was likely a very regimented person. Could Koberger's strict adherence to a vegan diet and his nighttime jogging be part of what Dr. Brucato described? I believe Koberger, who lost 100 pounds in high school, was determined never to put that weight back on and likely viewed his slimmer physique as a non-negotiable something he had to maintain if he was ever to land the girl of his dreams and fantasies. Maybe when he was bullied in high school, some of the kids called him names because of his weight. We know how cruel people can be about other people's appearance and weight in particular. I heard renowned detective Phil Waters say something that I've wondered about as well on a recent episode of Surviving the Survivor. Waters stated that Koberger's father, who drove back to Pennsylvania with his son in the white Elantra, had to have known about the case in Moscow, Idaho, and also had to have known that the authorities were looking for a white Elantra in connection to the crime. Wouldn't he have asked his son if he'd gone forward to the police to say, hey, I own a white Elantra? Granted, it was a 2015 and not a 2011 to 2013 model, but still, maybe Michael Kohlberger did ask his son that question. We don't know. Waters also wondered if the plan was to sell that Elantra in Pennsylvania and get a different vehicle. I've wondered about that, too. We know from the probable cause affidavit that Koberger's phone was near the girl's house in Moscow on at least 12 occasions, 11 of which were at night. If he's the perpetrator, that points to planning. He would likely have been there to learn the girl's schedules, maybe see where each one slept, get a feeling for the home's layout, and maybe cop a peek at them undressing through the windows as well. Could the 2,500-mile road trip in the winter across the entire United States, where in some states snow and ice can make for dangerous travel, have been part of Brian Koberger's plan? His family has said that father and son had planned the road trip for December way back months earlier. Maybe it was. Maybe Brian suggested it to his father, Perhaps he said, Dad, wouldn't it be great for us to drive across the country together, have a father and son bonding moment? It's something we'll always remember. It's possible Brian tallied this trip into his plan, and the father had no clue that he was part of the plan to get the vehicle out of the area. We don't know how far back Koberger's planning could go when it started. Maybe this alleged grand scheme was percolating as far back as when he was working on his undergraduate and master's degrees at DeSales University. In fact, maybe Brian Koberger decided to pursue a PhD in criminology after he'd made up his mind to commit a crime of this ilk. What came first, the chicken or the egg? 
what came first, the desire to harm some young females or the desire to study criminology? Until the next time on Bed Crime Stories. Hey, on your way out, would you mind hitting that like button? It's such a huge help. And if you're not subscribed, why don't you subscribe by clicking that button too? See you next time.